It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers dropped their first season opener under Bruce Pearl. We talk about it on this live edition of Locked On Auburn. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into a special live edition of Locked on Auburn. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Joining me as he will every game this season, Daryl Dapper's Montgomery radio veteran. As we recap and discuss, you know, give our immediate thoughts as Auburn drops the season opener to the 20th ranked Baylor Bears, 88 to 82. It was frustrating because Auburn had a nice lead at the half. Baylor came out swinging to start the second half, and it was a solid back-and-forth contest, but it just kind of felt like Baylor had control of the game for the vast majority of the second half there, Daryl. They did. I think Auburn, there were a lot of positives to take from this game, but at the end of the day, you still got a sour taste in your mouth because that was a a winnable basketball game. You felt like Auburn was going to win it. You felt like the way they were playing in the first half you were excited for the second half to start and that they might even get some separation. But give Baylor credit. They're a top 20 program, a top 20 team. Uh, Walter is a freak, probably a, a lottery pick. They didn't go away. But, you know, being totally honest, Auburn did some things that were self-inflicted. Uh, the turnover battle, which they did such a good job in the first half, yeah. they come out and end up losing that. They're on the, the losing end of that ledger. Uh, free throw shooting. Not bad at 68%, but, you know, you got to be in the 70s. I mean, the way Baylor shot free throws. Yeah. Uh, turned Like we talked about the turnovers. Auburn did a really good job kind of getting the board settled a little bit. They were getting out-rebounded in the first half, and they kind of got that locked in. But, again, we can talk about style of play. We can talk about Auburn doing some things that are really puzzling defensively. But at the end of the day, you can't be a minus eight on the foul ledger. It leads to more shots, more free throws. That really, in my opinion, ended up being the difference. Now, I'm not saying that that's not warranted. Like I said, it could be a style of play, the way Auburn plays. They're so aggressive defensively. But you got to rein that in because in close games in the conference, you cannot be negative eight. You just can't. It costs you ball games. Yeah, and I mean, there weren't many fouls where I looked at it and was like, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, most of the time it's like, yeah, Auburn Auburn probably – Deserve that, especially several of Janai's where I don't know what he was. It's like he almost panicked sometimes when the ball was thrown down low and he just wanted to, to you know, to foul him so he wouldn't give up a bucket. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to do it. But you mentioned style of play. And I think Auburn is going to be able to do some things that other teams aren't because they're so deep and they play so fast. And I'm sure Bruce is okay with them playing aggressive because I think that's how this team's going to be. This team's going to annoy you defensively. I mean, they're just going to get in your face and be relentless over and over and over again. Baylor was just able to shoot the lights out with that, that stud freshman that they have, but um, it's frustrating because of the way it went down. Um, that that's one, I think, you know, Auburn wants that second half back, but unfortunately that's, that's not really how it works. Let's talk about a positive mo- note. And then we'll, uh, a lot of the comments are negative. So we'll, we'll go back to them in a little bit, maybe if we have time, but, the debut of Aiden Holloway, holy cow. I mean, what an impressive uh, start for his collegiate career, Daryl. Um, effective 
as far as seeing the court effective from behind the arc and really just kind of lived up to to the billing of a McDonald's All-American making his first start. Or I guess yeah, he, I, I guess I, his first college action. He didn't actually start. I want to correct myself, too, before we talk about that. I want to be accurate. It was actually negative 10. Auburn was negative 10 on the foul ledger, not Yikes. negative 8. So I want to clarify that. Holloway was as advertised. I mean, if you're an Auburn fan, you have to be very excited about watching this young man all year. And Auburn has a point guard that can score for the first time in a long time that's dynamic, that's yeah. electric. He can slash to the basket, and he can hit threes. Um, so, yeah, he was he was the real deal. Um, absolutely came out and and was so – it was just so encouraging and so promising to watch how he played, especially because – Let's be honest, Zach, we didn't know if he was going to go. They talked about that tender ankle, and, man, he yeah. didn't look like he showed any ill effects from that at all. He really played well. All assets of the game had six assists, didn't turn it over that much, was explosive, like I said, to the rim, mm -hmm. and can shoot the lights out. So very excited to watch this young man play. Yeah, and just overall consistency from the point guard position for an entire game, what's that? That felt weird, right? I mean, just you didn't have to worry about just a, a bunch of wasted possessions over the course of 40 minutes. Uh, there were other ways that they wasted it, but it wasn't just you know bad shots. So I think that's encouraging. The the newcomers I thought were great. Denver Jones, friend of the program, uh, I thought he was exceptional. That big shot late that kept Auburn in it until uh, until Baylor was able to score a little bit more to kind of keep it out of out of range, but. Uh, Chad Baker, Mazar, I, I thought he looked solid in, uh, in the amount of time that he was played. I, I kind of wonder if he'll get more minutes moving forward, but I was impressed with the newcomers. I was impressed with Janai Broom. Outside of that, I kind of went big chunks of the game thinking, where's Jalen Williams? Where's Chris Moore? Where's Katie Johnson? And every now and then they would do something, but I think that's kind of the next thing is like, okay, the guys that have been here, you know, let's let, let's keep building on what you were doing a year ago. Yeah, it's so early that, you know, we don't want to, I, I, you know, Jalen Williams gets 27 minutes, more minutes than any Auburn basketball player. He's got to give you more than four points. That's empty minutes. I'm sorry. And then, uh, you know, Chris Moore gets 23 minutes and gets you four points to rebound. So those stats, those stat lines are not acceptable for the amount of minutes they play. Now, Chad Baker, Mazzara, only played 12 minutes. I heard he was on the bike every time he got taken out of the game, riding the bike, pointing oh, to his okay. knee. But got there it. was a stretch there where he like had two great steals, a layup, came back down the floor and hustled. Great, great little snapshot. But you got to be smarter than what he did, completely changing the momentum of a basketball game. Not the reason why Auburn lost, but Auburn had a chance to go up, go up you know, a six – it was a six-point swing. Holloway misses the back end of a of a one-on-one. -on -one. Right. They get the uh, Baylor gets the ball, and as the guys coming down the floor, Baker Mazar chicken wings the guy. They call flagrant. He hits both free throws, and they hit a three. So thankfully, Auburn lost by six. If they'd have lost by five, that was a five-point trip. Those are fatal. So look, that, that's something you can clean up. You can. It's not going to, you know, it's early in the year, but just learn from that and don't do something that stupid again. And that may be why he only got 12 minutes. But, I, you know, seven points in 12 minutes is pretty efficient. I would have liked to see him get some of Chris Moore's minutes. It could be an injury thing. It could be a knee thing. 
you know, maybe we'll find out more later on. But I, like I said, I'd like to see yeah. him. He was very athletic. Get more of Moore's, get more of Chris Moore's minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, from an athletic athleticism standpoint, I mean, it seems like this roster is better than a year ago. It seems like they move better. It seems like they're better shooters. Such a small sample size, though, right? But mm-hmm. I do love that Auburn's really the only team in the conference that's played somebody right now. I, I love this. I don't think losing this game hurts you in any way. And I think you can learn more about this team. I mean, this was a tournament-type situation that they did with their first action of the season. You go to South Dakota, you go play at a place that you're not typically going to play, and you're playing against a top-20 basketball team. I mean, that's that makes you better. I don't care what you say. I don't care about the outcome. And this is a, this is a team with a bunch of new faces where there were a lot of questions on what the team would look like, what the flow of, uh, of the offense would look like, how they would communicate defensively. I don't know. I, I, I know this loss stinks. And you and I were watching the game uh, before we clicked, you know, go live. And we were very frustrated with how the last five minutes of the game went. But as far as the overall big picture view of the season, Daryl, like I, I still think you can make the argument that like, okay, things are still going to be better this year than a year ago. Absolutely. I think the positions of need Auburn addressed. I think that was obvious, even though it's one game in. There's a lot to like and a lot to get excited about, especially the depth. Um, So big picture-wise, yes. In the moment, though, you have lived with these things under Bruce Pearl coach teams, and you just live with them and say, he's such a great coach, and he's taking this program to such high levels. Some of the things that are frustrating as Auburn fans to watch, the silly fouls, the foul differential, turning it over at inopportune times, you know, those things need to get cleaned up because they didn't go away. Now, Auburn not shooting the basketball well last year, that seems to be addressed. I also am not crazy about, and I know Bruce Pearl won't be either, a team that he really really preaches defense and and a defensive stop – to give up 54 in the second half is something, too, from a big-picture standpoint. They'll not want to have that happen again. So, you know, it's just unfortunate. There's so many positives and so many feel-good things that get washed away almost because of the way you end that game and how you end that game. Fouls, turnovers, that's just the frustrating part. But you're right, big-picture, um, a lot to – say, okay, they have addressed some things and looking forward to a year, but but learn from this so you don't lose leads at halftime going down the stretch. Because remember, Houston in the NCAA tournament last year, completely different team, but Auburn came out, played a really good first half, was up at halftime, lost that lead. Now, Houston was a tremendous team, and they it was over pretty much early in the second half. Auburn was, I think, had a lead with three minutes left to go in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, learn from that. That's the only thing I can say. That that's the only thing that washes away some of that good taste about this game is again how they finished. Yeah, and obviously we're gonna kind of be waiting to see how they how they handle that the next time they're in this situation. All right, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. If you took uh, Baylor, Baylor did cover. Baylor covered on this, and I believe the over/under hit as well. So, if that's where uh, if that's where you put your money, that's a good call. Also, Auburn 
a three-point dog Saturday against Arkansas. If you feel passionate about that, head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Any money line bet, just bet $5, and you'll get $150 as soon as that bet wins. Head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Daryl, as far as uh, give somebody a shout out other than Aiden Holloway or Denver Jones, somebody you said, okay, I like what they did. I think we could build on this moving forward. Well, I, I really like Chad Baker Mazzara's game other than that one brain cramp. I think that stretch yeah. for like four or five minutes, the athleticism, the hustle to, to, to run down a backside steal like that to get the steal and tap at center court and make the layup. I saw flashes and I hope, you know, unfortunately maybe he could have played more minutes and been more of a difference maker. If it is an injury, a knee thing, um, you know, Trey Donaldson at times showed some explosiveness. I uh, didn't play as many minutes of Holloway as Holloway, but I guess I know why. I mean, the way Holloway was playing right. uh, was lights out. I want to see more from Chaney Johnson. I think that, you know, I, I, I expected a little bit more, but again, it's so early. These guys could emerge. This is one game. And I think what's going to happen, Zach, with this team, you're going to have your two or three core guys that I think you're going to have to count on in Broom, maybe Holloway and Denver Jones. And after that, it could be just another different player that emerges every night, a, a, yeah. a different, you know, a different, uh, actor, so to speak, that steps up in the starring role because I think that you're going to have your core, but they're so deep that one night it could be a Cheney Johnson or one night it could be a Chad Baker Mazar or a KD coming off the bench. I think you're going to see that, and I really like this depth. I'm surprised at the end of the first half, Zach, Baylor's big guys were tugging on their shorts. They looked tired, and I thought Auburn's depth was really going to play a part in the second half to just kind of make that even worse. But Unfortunately, it just didn't turn out that way because of some self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my guy's Jani Broom. I thought he was really good tonight. I know everybody's going to focus on his fouling, but that's also like Jani Broom. That's who he was last year. I don't think that's you're going to like necessarily change that. I do wish he would not try to argue every time he got fouled and just take it. Like you're very clearly fouling. That's your style yeah. of play. You're going to be an aggressive player. That's okay. You can live with that. But offensively, he did some stuff that I don't think he would have been able to pull off as consistently a year ago. I mean, he had some post moves that I don't think we really saw in his tool belt, in his repertoire a year ago, uh, especially some of the back-to-basket stuff that we saw. Uh, I mean, he was taking steps and, and maneuvering his body in a way that we didn't see him do a year ago. And in fact, Daryl, you and I were in a text group, and I said, like, I don't think he makes that a year ago. So, that, to me, was encouraging to see. I don't love him taking three th threes, but if he's going two of three from behind the arc, I guess I guess I'm okay with it until that stops. 
It's a purposeful three. The only reason why I really I'm glad that he's taking in them and hitting them is because if you start coming out on him a little bit and have to kind of respect that part of his game and don't sag, he can go right by you in the lane and get to the rim. So that aspect of his game, if it keeps defenders honest to where they have to come out and play him a little bit more, then he can put it on the floor and go by. And that's what Denver Jones can do. Everyone talks about what a pure shooter he is. But if you come out and run at him, he'll put it on the floor and go by you. Holloway can do that. See, this is where it's so encouraging. Auburn, in my opinion, has a roster that can beat you a lot of different ways um, when they play smart basketball down the stretch. And I think there is an inside out. When they talk about this five out that Auburn's playing, that is Bruce Pearl's wheelhouse. He plays that. That's the style of offense he wants to play with that five out. Those teams he had that were really, really good in the Final Four teams and the conference, they could do that. The conference champ couldn't do that last year, couldn't play that five out. And so now that he can do that with this bunch and this roster, as long as they defend the way Bruce Pearl is, you know, is is known for reputation for defending, yeah, this team could be really special. And whatever happened tonight's not going to take away from that, no matter how much. I want to stick my finger down my throat and throw up all over the screen because oh of the way goodness. that game ended. Yeah. So there you go. Bless wow. you. I, I didn't really see that coming. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's um, let's go to some of the, the live. If anybody has any comments or questions, we'll spend a few minutes on those before those start coming in. On, um, on Friday, Auburn hosts Southeastern Louisiana. That'll be Auburn's home opener. That's at 7 o'clock. Surely they'll look better in the second half than that one. And if not, that'll be a really interesting show Friday night. Um, all right. Let's go with Raven Broom's got to play with a chip on his shoulder, as talented as he is. He's going to be outsized against most teams we face. I think Broom does play with a chip on his shoulder. I, I think it's almost too much. <laughs> playing that five out style doesn't it really doesn't matter if there's a guy that's you know a little bit bigger remember Auburn didn't have big dominating centers when they went to you know they had the the Horace Spencers and the um I'm trying to remember the other guy that got hurt and free uh can't think of his name the lefty uh was his name that Auburn had it was like a four or five he got and hurt Yes, Macklemore. Now they had Aubrey Wiley, but you know, I just don't think he was utilized like he everyone Austin. thought he was gonna be. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean I think that the five out system lends itself to not having to have that oversized five at that position. Yeah. Uh Warrior Wyoming with a good observation. To put in perspective how much BP has upgraded the roster. Last year KD was the fourth or fifth best offensive player for Auburn. I think he'd be seventh or eighth this year. I agree with that, Oregon, Wyoming. And I think South Dakota and Wyoming are the same place. So he would know. That's where the game was played. Absolutely. I, and I, I think I did like some of the burst that KD Johnson had. The, you know, the explosiveness was there again. I'd like to see him start hitting threes like he did a couple years ago. And again, so early, that might come. Uh, we'll, we'll see that as the non-conference schedule continues to go on because Auburn plays some, some good teams. Yeah. Ford saying Bruce Pearl should have been playing Holloway, Jones, and Broom 
more minutes. Do you have minutes in front of you on the box score you're looking at? I don't have. I do. But now let's let's remember that that might be a the reason why they didn't play more minutes. It could be a condition of them coming into this game not 100 percent healthy. Holloway and Broom, we didn't know if they were going to play. One had a hurt shoulder, one had a hurt ankle. So that might be indicative of why they didn't play more minutes. Broom played 26 minutes and Holloway played 27. I said that Jalen Williams played more than anybody else. I was wrong. Holloway played more minutes than any Auburn player, 27 minutes. So I don't know how many more minutes. I mean, you know, 26 and 27 with guys coming off injuries, I think that's pretty significant. Yeah. Um, other than the collapse, my least favorite thing about the game was them not really backing off calling Dylan Cardwell Jumbotron man. Yeah. How annoying That's was that? It was very annoying. Uh, I hated that. You know, Fran Frischella knows basketball, but he gets caught up on some certain narratives that he wants to I, – I don't know. I mean, I just think that – and the kid – and Cardwell, and you know, he played 14 minutes, had five points, four rebounds, probably four blocks, four assists. That's a that's an efficient. We talk about guys other than the ones we mentioned. That's an efficient stat line for Dylan Cardwell. It just felt like it felt like just eye test and 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 feels here, but it it just seemed like the offense lacked so much when we took Broom out and put Cardwell in. Yeah, I mean it that that's true. There's a flow. There's an out, you know, there's an option aspect of that. Um I'll tell you who seemed to kind of slow the offensive momentum down when he got put in the game for me was Berman. And I know that sometimes last year yeah. he could hit some threes and spark it it bogged down in the mud when he went it came in the game. He only played 5 minutes, but it just didn't seem like a very efficient 5 minutes. Right. Right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk for a few more minutes here. And a few people have commented and have come in since, since one of the first things that you said, but talking about how big that flagrant was that, that five point possession. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a game changer. I mean, that's a big deal down the stretch. It's not, you can have all the roster management you want. You could have a phenom like Aiden Holloway. You could have a, all SEC player like Janai Broom, you could have improvement and have certain positions upgraded. But you also have to be smart, not commit silly fouls. Cardwell did that twice going out to half court to foul a guy way away from the basket. Mm-hmm. But just to chicken wing a guy coming by you like that to take a shot, that's a flagrant. It's two two shots in the ball, which they they were shooting so good. I mean, free throws, huge, huge difference yeah. in the game. They knocked down 83% of theirs. So you give them basically two points, and then they hit a three. I mean, that's the worst-case scenario, and that's off a missed free throw from Holloway. That's a six-point swing in a ball game that was a six-point ball game. I mean, you know, again, they could have come down and not – Baker Mazar could have not fouled them, and they could have hit a two, and then Auburn, you know – loses 84 82 or 86 82 i get that but it's those are momentum swings too psychologically they do things you just got to be smarter than that and i i think that hopefully that's gets drilled into him and the other players on the team that just 
kind of did some, like I said, some things that were self-inflicting in the second half, those fouls and yeah, picking up fouls. And, and I don't like, I, I tell you, I don't, I do not like the new block charge rule either. I don't like it. The, it's an NBA type rule now where you have to have that second foot completely planted for at least one second to get the charge. Mm-hmm. And it can't be bang, bang anymore. And Chris Moore got called for one that was questionable. I don't like that rule. They talk about, you know, it's going to keep kids from getting injured. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it will because you can go down the lane now crazy thinking it doesn't matter. There's no consequences if a charge isn't called. So I don't know. I like the college rule better than the NBA rule and just leave it alone. But for some reason, they had to tinker with it. Yeah, I think college basketball is a pretty good sport. The thing they need to fix is the officiating at all levels. But I'd say Pat Adams gets his TV time, doesn't he? I used to call Teddy Valentine TV Teddy, but Pat Adams loves. I mean, at some point he realizes his name isn't getting called and he's not getting any screen time, so he's going to start blowing that whistle. And I'm talking Good about for, Good for, for both teams. It wasn't just Auburn. They no, got whistle-happy right. in the first half. Let them play for the love of God. And mm-hmm. they just were blowing every little ticky-tack touch foul. They kept blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle on both yeah. teams. It was ridiculous. One last kind of big-picture thought. The big storyline this offseason for Auburn basketball was, okay, we got rid of kind of some pieces, and we're going to bring in guys that can score effectively from behind the arc, and in a one-game sample size, that worked. Yes. Mission accomplished, and who they brought in. One-game sample size. We got a long way to go, but... I mean, I haven't felt like we've had an outside scooter like a scorer based off of what we just did, like Denver Jones in a hot minute. Well, Denver Jones had, well, let's see, three threes, and Holloway had four. So you had seven threes from two guards. Look, when Auburn was its most successful, mm-hmm. they had a point guard in either Harper or McCormick that could shoot the three, and they had a two guard in Bryce Brown or Samir Dowdy, who could shoot the three. Auburn seems to have that formula going forward again. Um, you know, just other aspects, clean up. But, yeah, that that's that's there again, and that's when Bruce Pearl has his most successful basketball teams, and you get that kind of guard play and three-point shooting from the one and two. All right, last question, and then we'll, uh, we'll put a bow on this one. Brad H. has a question for you, Daryl. Over-under Auburn win total for basketball this year. 23. Okay. And only because their non-conference schedule is so much more difficult than it has been other years, right? And the comments they went, uh, say over or under for 23 wins. How many wins in the conference? Yeah. And don't you agree? I mean, because the non-conference, like this is a game last year that was George Mason and Auburn mm-hmm. played Baylor. So that's one way. That, that's why And Auburn won 21 last year. I think they you know, they pick up a couple more wins. They look better. They're a better basketball team. But because the non-conference is so much more difficult, you're not going to get those 10 gimme wins that you got last year. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at after Southeastern Louisiana, you play Notre Dame. Then you probably play Oklahoma State. You play Virginia Tech, Indiana, USC. I mean, that's that's significantly yeah. tougher than what they had. A year ago. Exactly. So that's why I'll go with 23. But that, I'll tell you that. uh, Chat's going with the over. I'm actually a little surprised. The RPI and the bracketology and all that stuff with this kind of schedule, if Auburn gets to 23 wins 
and finishes in the top three in the SEC with this schedule, they could be a five seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe even a four. I buy that. So I buy that. That's something to look at. Daryl, um, you and I will be back Friday evening to do this. Friday morning on the regular show, right? Yep. And then we'll record Saturday night for the Sunday yep. morning show, too. So this weekend, uh, there will be a lot of me and Daryl. In the meantime, how can people check out everything that you've got going on, buddy? Uh, you can follow me, DAP6410, and I'm on various shows Monday morning and Tuesday afternoon on the Auburn Network. Yeah, you can read all of my written work at auburndaily.com. Please click that subscribe button. Really helps the, the channel out a ton. And hit the bell if you want to be notified every time we go live so you never miss a live stream. We're going to go live after every Auburn basketball game this season. We'll be back tomorrow. Normal show will drop tomorrow morning. It's War Report Wednesday and also Auburn quarterback Hank Brown joins us. So be sure to tune into that. This has been a live edition of Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.